The word reset, a massive shakeup in Kyiv coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin-supporting celebrity. Just listen to how Russian state media is breathlessly celebrating his visit. Independent journalist Tucker Carlson has flown to Russia from the U.S. via Turkey to Vnukovo Airport. He saw Spartacus Ballet at the Bolshoi Theater, had lunch in a nice restaurant, went for a ride around town, rode the subway. He charged his smartphone via a USB port and connected to a fast and free Wi-Fi internet. He charged his phone, although they're knowing the details about the fact that it was during USB port may give him reason to think twice about all of this. But look at them talking about him like a celebrity. Everything he does on camera, breathlessly repeated. Now, it is unclear if an interview between Putin and Carlson will take place. But if it does, it gives Putin a chance to sit down with a big supporter. It might be worth asking yourself, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Does he eat dogs? These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no. Vladimir Putin didn't do any of that. I'll actually always remember watching that clip. I was standing in Ukraine 48 hours before the war began there. Well, Carlson then stood by Putin consistently all the way through. And that is why he can go to Moscow now without any fear of being summarily imprisoned. He's a hero. This was Putin's mouthpiece in the United States, somebody who had turned a blind eye to the atrocities committed by Putin because they were happening far away. Once vibrant towns turned to ruins, mass graves with dozens of bodies in the Kiev suburbs, a theater full of innocent women and children sheltering, bombed despite the giant world's children written on the roof, more than 200,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed or injured. And tonight, Putin is trying to seize on the fact that Zelensky's military appears to be in turmoil, capitalizing on a moment of intense American political dysfunction and intensifying strikes. Fred Plekin is out front. He is live in Odessa in Ukraine tonight. And Fred, what more are you learning about this possible uh, major reset and shakeup by Zelensky? Hi there, Aaron. Well, one of the things that Zelensky also said is that he himself is actually still trying to work through the process of what exactly he wants to do. He said that government is a big machine, as he put it, that it depends on not just one person, but many processes, and that everything needs to be geared towards victory. Now, one of the things that the Ukrainians say they have realized in order to achieve that victory is that in light of overwhelming Russian firepower, they're going to have to depend a lot more on things like drones. We managed to film with a secreted Ukrainian unit using sea drones to attack and sink a Russian warship. Here's how they did it. It was one of the most brazen and most successful operations by Ukraine's military intelligence service. Sea drones attacking and the Ukrainians say sinking a Russian warship inside occupied Crimea. And he was one of those involved. His call sign is 13 from the elite sea drone unit named Group 13. So secretive, we had to hide his face and change his voice. We used 10 drones in the operation, he says. Six of them hit the Corvette Ivanovets. 
CNN cannot independently verify that the Ivanovets was sunk, but video provided by the intelligence agency seems to show the mini sea drones evading machine gun fire from the warship and then massive explosions. Their weapons are not designed to deal with such small sea drones, 13 says. In most cases, they use anti-ship guns. Ukraine barely has a functioning navy, but the Magura drones pack a massive punch, around 500 pounds of explosives. These sea drones might not look like much and they might not go very fast, but the Ukrainians say they've been extremely effective at attacking Russia's Black Sea fleet and even sinking warships. The main thing is to feel the drone, 13 says. Not everyone can hold a firm grip. If you squeeze a little, you can lose control of the drone. I would say it's like working with jewelry. Asymmetrical warfare, they call it, and the Ukrainians, outmanned and outgunned, say they need to do a lot more of it. After visiting the Southern Front this weekend, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky telling Italian media he not only plans to fire his top general Valery Zaluzhny, there could be a larger government shakeup. When we talk about a reset, we're talking about the reset of certain leaders of the state, not just one or another sector, because I'm thinking about reset, I'm in the process. A front-runner to become the new commander-in-chief, the defense intel boss known for brazen attacks against Russian military and infrastructure targets. The Russians are waking up at night to explosions, he says. Explosions in the air, explosions directly at the facilities. They see the real picture of war. They see burning oil depots, destroyed buildings and factories and so on. This is all beneficial. And the Ukrainians vow to continue hunting Russian military vessels in this battle of David versus Goliath on the high seas. And, you know, Aaron, one of the things that we've also seen in our time here in Ukraine is that the Ukrainians are constantly working to make systems like that more lethal and also to build more of them. They say that it's absolutely key to their survival, especially in light of the fact that they don't know if and when Congress is going to okay more military aid for Ukraine. Aaron. All right, Fred, thank you very much in Ukraine tonight. And I want to go now to Simon Schuster, author of The Showman, Inside the Invasion that Shook the World and Made a Leader of Volodymyr Zelensky, and the retired Lieutenant General Ben Hodges, who is the former commanding general of the U.S. Army Europe. And thanks so much to both of you. Simon, since we're here together, I know you've spent a great deal of time uh, with Zelensky. Did you have conversations about a shakeup? I mean, he is now not shying away from even getting rid of his top general, but saying it could be much bigger than that in a complete reset. Um, obviously, he, he must have thought through the risks of doing that and even how that could weaken his position vis-a-vis U.S. aid. Of, of course. He and his team have been going back and forth about this for some months. You know, ever since it became clear that the uh, counteroffensive of last summer and fall were not going to deliver the major breakthrough, were not going to break through substantially the Russian lines and regain a lot of ac- occupied territory, they knew that somebody would have to... Uh, take the fall for that. There would have to be accountability and, and someone would need to, um, you know, they, they would need to, a, a major shift in strategy, a new team to come in and, and um, uh, offer something else, uh, make people believe in Ukraine and outside Ukraine that victory is coming, that there will be some kind of breakthrough. But they've been going back and forth because, as you said, you know, they realize how destabilizing that would be. The top general in Ukraine is extremely popular. He's mm-hmm. uh, revered within the rank and file of the military. So removing him could be politically dangerous and militarily dangerous for, for Zelensky. And yet it appears that he's, he's going ahead with it, General Hodges, now not only not shying away from it, but referring to it as a total reset, including much more than firing 
uh, General Zeluzhny. So what effect does this have on the war? Well, you know, a, a soldier needs to be able to look up uh, the chain of command and see very clearly who's in charge. Uh, and in a democracy, of course, you have civilian leadership, uh, and then the military is under the civilian leadership. I think that, uh, of course, it is President Zelensky's prerogative to get the commander that he wants, that he trusts. And uh, no matter how good or how popular General Zeluzhny is, and I have been a, an admirer of his from the beginning, the fact is, if the president has lost confidence in his top uniformed advisor and commander, then he should sack him immediately. And General Zeluzhny, any general, um, once they realize that their civilian boss has lost confidence in them, they should offer their resignation immediately. What's, I think the fact that this has gone on for so long has actually been much more damaging than if the president had said, hey, thanks for your service. You saved Kiev. We're going into a new phase of the war. Time for new leadership. Right. And of course, uh, the firing didn't happen immediately. And certainly uh, the resignation uh, did not did not come either. So, Simon, look, Putin is clearly in this moment uh, seizing this moment. Right. Um, courting the MAGA GOP, uh, this this Tucker Carlson celebrity welcome. I mean, oh, my gosh, he charged his phone via a USB port. Um, so the bill, though, that the MAGA GOP is shooting down had $60 billion of, of Ukrainian aid in it. How does Zelensky plan to handle this? I mean, no doubt he's seeing what's going on in Moscow and this big, you know, propaganda fest. That is a, a big warning sign for President Zelensky of what is to come if uh, President Donald Trump, former president, is reelected and returns to the White House. You know, they've, they've seen the writing on the walls. They see that this is a real risk for them. Uh, Donald Trump has, has not been shy about saying what he plans to do. He's indicated quite clearly that he would cut off aid completely. And, and as you said, he's been encouraging his GOP allies to, to do that uh, sooner rather than later. The Ukrainians are not sitting idly by and waiting for that kind of eventuality. They, they are hedging against it by producing more of the drones that we saw in your reporting just now, uh, producing other weapons, uh, ramping up artillery production, uh, missiles, to do more of these kinds of uh, you know, over-the-top attacks. Yes, you have a static front line that doesn't seem to be moving very much, yep. but you can still uh, launch attacks uh, by sea and by air that are very dramatic and, and hurt the Russians to show that, that Ukraine is still fighting back, it's not giving up. 